Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to another Wednesday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I'm excited about Bible study. I'm excited about Jesus. You know what? I'm excited about you. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join me tonight. We're going to have a wonderful word, just a wonderful time here in the word of God tonight. So if you're joining us by way of YouTube, make sure you smash that like button. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Now, if you're joining us by way of Roku, or if you're joining us by the way of our website or by podcast, please leave us a, a message or a note on our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. We'd be so glad to hear from you. Those of you that are joining the live stream, remember you can always chat in your prayer requests and let us pray with you. Uh, especially around this time of year, we definitely need each other. Amen. So chat in your prayer request. Our prayer warriors are standing by and thank you so much for joining us. I'm ready to get into the word of God tonight, but first let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Father, Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time and thank you for your word. And Lord, we do ask that you would speak tonight by your spirit, that you would teach us and lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, I pray for your beloved that is right now listening and watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray that your grace will be imparted unto them in a supernatural way and that you would bless them thoroughly. Lord, I pray more than ever that we would see Jesus revealed in the scriptures and become more and more like him. We love you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. All right, we've been in a, in a series entitled Grow Up, and I believe this is part number seven of that series. So really, it's just one long message, and we've been just enjoying it. So I'm going to take my time, and I pray that you'll also uh, be blessed tonight uh, with the Word of God. So for the past few weeks, we've been talking about growing up, and it all started there in the book of Ephesians, uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, as we, talk in, as we talked about growing up into Christ in all things, as we've been trying to emphasize every week, it is important that after you give your life to the Lord Jesus, it's important that you begin to grow up. We gave the analogy of the person of the little child in school and they passed their kindergarten test. They may have even passed the first grade. But now it's time to go on and further your education. You know, you're going to have to go through elementary school, middle school, high school, uh, college, if you would like. But you're going to have to be a productive citizen. You're going to have to grow and mature. That's how it is in the kingdom of God. Once you're born of God, born again, it's then up to us to get into the word of God and discover who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us Discover our destiny and our purpose and what plan God has for us. And I'm telling you, it is mighty. We're going to have to grow up into him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So uh, and as we've been talking about growing up, we've been looking at the word inheritance, because as we grow up, we will discover that we have an inheritance in Christ. But this inheritance is given to those that are mature. And what matures us? It's the word of God, how the word of God is processed in and through our lives. You know, the struggles we go through, 
as we go through them with the word or in the word and come out on the other side, those things, those trials, those tribulations actually help to mature us. It helps to grow us up. It actually strengthens us. It works for us when we go through it with him. You know, but one man once said, smooth seas don't make a good sailor. No, rough seas makes a good sailor. The things that you endure in life is actually building you when you go through it with Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When you see the power of God revealed through his word and you've taken that word into the circumstance and you've seen how the power of God manifests in your life. I'm telling you, you're beginning to grow and grow and mature and mature. Amen. The Bible says with uh, receive with meekness the engrafted word uh, so that your soul can be saved. We must receive with meekness the engrafted word for the saving of our souls. The word of God is the thing that's going to keep us in this life. Not only not only that we survive, but that we thrive. Amen. All right. So we've been talking about that. And uh, the last time we met, we stopped there at Ephesians, the third chapter, Ephesians three. We're going to go back there just for a second and then we're going to go on further. Now, let me tell you this before we begin. One thing that the Lord is really convincing me of is that he has called you to a high purpose and to a high calling. He's called you to a high purpose and to a high calling. But this purpose and calling won't be truly manifested in and through our lives until we grow up, until we mature, until we grow up into the full measure and stature of Christ. Now, I don't want you to worry thinking it's all on you because you can't do it by yourself. It's when we yield to the Holy Spirit, yield to the Spirit of God and dive into to his word, lean on and, and rely on and meditate in his word, meditate on what Jesus said. It is this process of yielding to the Holy Spirit and listening to his word, digesting his word, meditating on his word, reading his word, studying his word that begins to grow us up and mature us. And then when we face difficulties and trials in life, all of that actually works for us. You know, I was recently in the gym and here's one thing that I discovered. I'm sure you already knew it. One thing that I discovered is that the way to build muscle is that you have to have weights. You have to have something to resist something to uh, resist or something to some sort of weight to to push against. And, you know, the more I push against those weights, the stronger I become. Well, the weights of life are the trials and tribulations that we go through as we're pushing through. And sometimes you'll only discover how strong you really are is when you have weights on you. Weights. So let's not curse the situation or the circumstance. Let's just not go through it, but let's grow through it. Amen. All right. So Ephesians three, let's go ahead and get there before our time is gone. Ephesians three, we were here on last time. So if you haven't heard the last part, go back and do that. We're going to go on now. Ephesians three verses 16 through 21 reads uh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So very important. I see this. 
Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Verse 19, we were here on last time. I think we stopped here. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So we've been talking about inheritance. And part of the inheritance, and really the important thing is, that you and I be filled with all the fullness of God. And to do that, we've got to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. To do that, the Bible says that we may, we're going to have to be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height that is of, of God's love for you. We're going to have to be rooted and grounded in love. We're going to have to be strengthened with might by His Spirit. So it starts with the Holy Spirit, us yielding to Him. And just in time of prayer and in meditation, we're talking with God. Your communion is with Him. And don't you know that as you commune with the Spirit of God, He will lead you into His Word. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, always directs you to His Word. He always leads you to Christ. Always. He always leads you to the Word. And as He leads you into the Word, the Word shows you the Father. It's so wonderful. Jesus reveals the Father. The Spirit says, here's Jesus. And Jesus says, here's the Father. It is so wonderful. So as you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he's going to show you the word. This is what this means. Read this passage. Read that passage. Meditate on this. And as you're meditating on his word, you're going to see God revealed. You're going to see the Father revealed in your life. So wonderful. It makes so much sense to me. So here we are again in verse number 19. It says, and to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That's destiny. That's plan. That's inheritance. God wants you to be filled with all that he is. Now let's go on to verse number 20. Now again, this is Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 16 through 21. So if you, didn't, if you don't have your Bible, go ahead and get it or just write this down and you can go over this later. This is so powerful. Verse 20 says this. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout uh, all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, notice verse 20 once again, because verse 20 really talks about how the word works in you. Verse 20 says again, now unto him that is able to do, now unto him, unto, unto the Lord, now unto him that is able to do, what is God able to do? Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to or in agreement with the power that works in us, the power that works in us, the power. In other words, the measure of the word that is active in your life. God is able to do anything, of course, period. But according to this verse, let me tell you that the Lord will work with the word that you have digested in your heart. Someone says, Lord, I need you to heal me. I need you to heal me. Now, can God uh, heal anyone, anywhere, at any time? Sure he can. And surely the Lord has healed people that has not had faith or have not even known him. Sure he can, and sure he has. 
But I find that to be the exception and not the rule. I find the rule to be that God will manifest his presence and his victory in your life through the word he has implanted on the inside of your heart. As you meditate on the word of God, as you discover who he is, we talked about healing. As you meditate on the word of God there in Isaiah 53, how Jesus was wounded for your transgressions, how he was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. As I meditate on that, thank you, Lord, by your stripes I am healed. As I mutter, part of meditation is to mutter, is to say over and over again and, and to say it and to maybe write it and research it. What does this word mean? What does, what, do, what does the verse mean? And what does the verse mean in its context? What is the Lord telling me as I'm diving into that word and I'm, as I'm getting proper context? I'm getting a revelation. I'm getting an understanding by the Holy Spirit. I'm asking him, Lord, you said, let those who lack wisdom, let them ask of you. So, Lord, I'm asking you for wisdom concerning this verse. What are you telling me? You know, and part of your inheritance as well is to hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow as you are a sheep. That is, as you are a follower of the shepherd, you are meant to hear the voice of God. All of God's people should have an intimate relationship with him. And in that relationship, it is your it is your right to hear your father's voice, to hear your shepherd's voice. I'm telling you, you may not always hear an audible voice, but you may receive an inner witness. Yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. You may hear a voice, uh, the voice of the Lord on the inside of you. It may sound like your voice, but you feel like, yeah, that's what God is telling me to do. It is your right to hear from God because you are his follower. You are uh, his sheep. Jesus is your shepherd. And so the father will do exceeding abundantly according to the power that works in you, according to the inner gaia, the, the energy or the word that you have received. You know, the Lord uh, sends his word as a seed into your heart. And in that seed is all that you need, right? Let's say someone is praying for I don't know. Let, let's say they're, they're praying for a peace in their home. Well, the Lord begins to send them a seed. He begins to give them a word. And as you meditate on that word and declare openly what he has said, uh, Father, you said that you would uh, save me and you would save my household. Father, you said that uh, those minds that are stayed on you, you will keep in perfect peace. You said great peace have they that love thy law, that is love your word, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I pray for peace in my home. I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding that it would keep my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I'm saying the word and I'm meditating on the word. Remember when the Lord Jesus was there in the wilderness, when the devil came a knocking with temptations. Who answered the door? The word answered the door. The Lord said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And as I meditate on the word of God, get the word of God in me. Find out what Jesus says, what the word says about the situation. And as I say it and as I speak it forth, it begins to change the atmosphere. The word of God has power. The word of God is power to affect a change in your very life. 
So again, I believe with all my heart that God is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think according to that power that works in you, according to the seed of the word that he's implanted in your heart. He can do abundantly so much more, so much more as the spirit of God moves upon the word that's in you. It comes alive. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So we were also there uh, in Revelation 21 and and we were there quite a bit, Revelations, uh, quite a little bit. Revelation 21, verse number seven. It says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. So the victory really goes to the overcomer. And that overcomer is going to inherit all things. Part of this inheriting all things is being filled with all the fullness of God. It's growing up into the measure and the stature of Christ. Now, there is a reason why the Lord is doing this. I'm telling you, there is a reason why he's, he's giving you such authority. He's giving you such power. There's a reason why you are, uh, I believe Ephesians 4, maybe, says that we, were, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God. There is a reason why the Lord has given us his name. His name is, is his authority. There's a reason why God has given you his spirit. Greater is he who is within you than he that is in the world. There is a reason why he gave you his blood to wash away all of your sins that you may be righteous in his sight. There is a reason for all of that. And one reason, let me tell you, we're going to explore this tonight for a little while. My goodness, we're going to explore it. One reason that he's done this so that you can rule and reign with him. As a matter of fact, it was always the father's plan that you would rule and reign with him. This is why we got to grow up. Our immaturity will hinder our inheritance, will hinder our full purpose and assignment in the earth because we refuse. Immaturity really is a refusal to receive the word, to receive what he has said, and get that word in us because it's the word that matures us. We understand that. So if we are immature, it's because we have not processed the word of God within our hearts. We've not allowed it to grow. We've not allowed it to grow. So immaturity can uh, hinder, I want to say hinder, your inheritance. Now, again, why has God given you all this power? Now, I need you to understand this, and I really need you to get this. That God has called you to power. He has called you to power. He has called you to do great things. He has called you to rule and he has called you to reign. We're not talking about anybody else. We're talking about you. And you've got to receive that. We've been talking about this and you'll see this uh, on Sundays. We've been talking about the mind and, and about the soul. How when the word of God comes to you, you know, it's surely a word from the Lord. And I'll show you this in multiple places in the scripture, how God has called you to reign. Surely that is the word of God. And spiritually, we can believe this. But our mind says, I don't know, maybe he's talking about somebody else because I've done so much. You can bottleneck the promises of God and render them somewhat ineffective in your life because of unbelief. Because our soul, our mind still struggles with it. We're going to have to open up our heart, open up the fertile ground of our, of our heart and just say, Lord, 
even as Mary said, Lord, I, I believe it. So, you know, be it unto me, even according to your word. Just just go ahead and do it. Yes, yes, yes. Even though you don't understand it fully, just say yes, yes, yes. I submit to what you're saying. So let's go back. Let me try and encourage you again that God has called you, that he saved you in order for you to rule. In order, for, in order for you to reign, because there's something special on the inside of you that he has designated for you to do that only you can do. Nobody else can do it. Only you can do it. God has called you to rule and to reign. The entire Bible was written for you. Can we, can we take a hold of that? It was written for you, child of God. It was written for you, for your learning, for your growth, for your edification, so that you can grow up into him in all things. Let's start on a little, little journey tonight. We're definitely not going to finish it. But let's start on a little journey tonight as we talk about you, how you will reign in Christ. How God has called you to reign even from the very beginning. He's called you to rule. Uh, it is written in the word from even from Genesis to Revelation. I've seen this and I'm more and more convinced that he has called you to rule, he's called you to reign. So those of you that are still listening now, <laughs> I haven't lost you. You're listening and watching for a reason. God has your attention for a reason because you know in your heart that there is more to you than meets the eye. So let's go on a little bit of journey tonight and we'll, we'll just have to start here and, uh, and go even further, okay? So, Again, we said in, in Ephesians 4 that the Lord called you, he's called you to grow up into Christ. We don't just stay a babe in Christ. We have to grow up into him. We're growing up into the full measure and the stature of Christ. We're growing up into Christ in all things. Now, again, the word must grow in you. Let's take this example again from Mary. The word must grow in you and produce. Now, Mary provided Jesus with a physical body. The Lord used Mary to provide Christ with a physical body, right? So she brought forth the Christ. She brought forth Jesus. Now you and I will do something similar. The Lord Jesus does not need another physical body like Mary had. No, you and I are the physical body now. We are the body of Christ. So we're not bringing forth another physical body. We're bringing forth the character and nature of Christ that will affect our generations, that will affect the world all around us. Got it? Again, Mary brought forth a physical body, but you and I will bring forth the image and likeness of Christ that will also touch the world. Jesus already has a physical body, so we must give him our bodies, give him our bodies so that he can communicate to the world that's around you. Hallelujah. Maybe God wants to use you to pray for somebody. Maybe he wants to use you to uh, just to sit down and talk with somebody. Maybe they're going through a really difficult time. He may not want you to say anything at all. Maybe just sit with him, just having you there. You just bringing the presence of the Lord with you into that depressive environment. That speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. It is said that um, share the gospel Everywhere you go. And when necessary, use words. <laughs> I love that. When necessary, use words. Because you are an example. If you receive this, if you receive this tonight, 
I believe that your life is an example of Christ in the earth, and he wants to use you as a witness for him, as a witness. If anybody is saved in your community, on your job, or in your town, I believe the Lord can say, consider my beloved. Consider my son. Consider my daughter. Consider the life they live. Consider the light of Christ that shines through them. Glory. Amen. Let's receive that tonight. Let's receive it. So let's start on this journey tonight and we'll finish up with this or continue on um, on next week. The Lord willing. Let's talk about how the Lord has decided a long time ago that you would be called to rule and that you would be called to reign in him. Going into, going into Genesis. Now, uh, here again, we're going to start here on next week. We're going to go a little bit to tonight. Then on next week, we'll pick up talking about this ruling and reigning as we grow up. Okay, make sense? All right. Genesis chapter 1, verse 25 through 27. Let's look at that. Let's go to the beginning of the book. And it is my plan to go from the beginning of the book all the way to the end of the book and show you. Now, we'll make just a few stops along the way. We're not going to go through every book of the Bible, but I will go through a lot of them showing you how God has called you to rule and to reign. And I promise, or rather, I, I pray that as we get finally over to the book of Revelation, as you see it, that you will also be convinced that there's something great and mighty about you. And that there's a reason that God saved you. He wants you to rule and reign. You will reign with Christ. Hallelujah. All right. Genesis, the first chapter, look at God's plan. Genesis 1, 25 through 27, it says, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now look at verse 26, talking about you and I now. You ready? Verse 26 says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Look at the very next phrase. Let and let them have dominion. We're going to discuss the word dominion in just a minute. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Now, if you're if you have your Bible there with you. If you're taking notes, I pray that you are underline the phrase and over all the earth or simply all the earth. All right. Backing up again, it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over uh, the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27 so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now, the body of man had not been made just yet. This is the spirit of man, who you really are. Man is a spirit, lives in body, possesses a soul, right? So God is, is talking or he's creating or he's purposing the spirit of man, who you really are, who you really are. You, spirit man, will have dominion. God said, let them have dominion over the earth. And then, of course, later on, on the seventh day, he gives man a body. He breathes into man's, uh, he forms a body out of, the, out of the dust of the earth, right? And breathes into his nostrils, and man becomes a living soul, right? So man becomes self-aware on that day. 
But before he received his body, before he received the breath of life, he was already given the command to rule and to reign, to have dominion, right? Look at, again at uh, the verse 26. It says, let them have dominion. Now, dominion means to rule. It means to dominate. Now, this next definition can have negative connotations when looked at through the lenses of man. I don't want you to see that. Oh, let's go on. All right. So when the Bible says, let them have dominion, it says, let them rule, let them reign. The third definition is subjugate. Let them subjugate all the earth, all the earth. When you think about the word subjugate, like I said, it can have negative connotations because when man subjugates man, man rules over man, there's there's a problem. There's man that can be very cruel. He called us to rule over the earth. Now, the first bit of earth that you can rule over is this right here, right here. This is your first kingdom. This is your first rule. This is your first authority. This is your first territory right here. It is said that if a if a man cannot rule his own life, his own soul, how will he rule a city? Right. How, how are you going to help anybody else if we can't rule this? The first place you're going to rule, the first place you're going to reign is over this earth. Right. This is your first kingdom. As you rule this kingdom, well, it spreads out throughout the rest of your life. Got me. All right. Don't let that be shocking to you. And so, again, man is called to rule. He's called to reign. He's called to subjugate, subjugate. Now, the word subjugate, we can see this as enforcing simply your will upon another. In other words, what you say goes like that of a king. You're going to have territories. You're going to have places that God has put you, that he will put you in authority to rule over, to enforce his will. So as kings, Jesus has made us kings and priests. We've already seen that in Revelation, right? As he's made us kings and priests, we're not enforcing our will. We're enforcing his will. This is what the father says. We're enforcing the will of God. Now, the Bible says that God is love. So we're enforcing the will of love. So again, when someone says God made you ruler so that you can dominate people, you say, no, that's not the word of God. God will make you a ruler so that you can enforce his will, his purpose and his plan. Then the Lord say that in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Help me. Thy will be done. Where? In earth. Right here. As it is in heaven. God wants his will to be done in this planet, in this ring, in this uh, realm, in this dominion, in the authority that he in the territory that he's given to you. So Jesus said, I want you to pray this king. I want you to pray this the one that God has said in authority. I want you to pray that the father's will, the king of kings, pray that his will be revealed in all the earth. And that first earth, of course, starts in you and I. But the Lord has called you to rule. You know, if you're faithful over little, God will make you ruler over much. You know, if you're disciplined in self, if you allow the Holy Spirit to to discipline you in self, everything around you will also be disciplined because it just comes out of you. What's in you will come out of you. If you're undisciplined, 
What's in you will come out of you. You'll see it in your car, see it in your house and everywhere you go. What's in you will come out of you. If you're a neat person, then it's everywhere around you. Your room will be neat. Your car will be neat. So forth and so on. If we're not a tidy person, not saying that we you know, really, really messy, you know, but what, what's in us will come out of us. It will be seen all around us, all around us. Amen. That's just how it is. And as, as we begin to allow the Lord to discipline us, this kingdom, the rest of the kingdoms around us will also prosper. And what's in us will overflow out of us upon really everyone and everything in our presence. All right. So again, in the book of Revelation, and we're going to begin to stop here for tonight. Revelation, not Revelation, but uh, Genesis first chapter. It talks about how God's purpose, the father's purpose from the very beginning was for you to rule is for you to reign. Now, again, when God called us to rule and reign, we're not enforcing our will. We're actually enforcing his will. Now, if we go into Romans, the eighth chapter, Romans eight, won't read it all. But Romans eight verses 18 through 23. As a matter of fact, you can read it later. Romans eight. I'll just pull out uh, maybe verse 19. Romans uh, the eighth, eighth chapter, verse 18 through 23. It talks about how all creation is waiting. Let me go ahead and read it. Uh, Romans eight, verse 19, it says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eager, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected to uh, futility or that it was subjected to the curse not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. All right, we can go on and stay there all night, but we're going to stop here. We're going to maybe pick up here next time. Because man had dominion over the earth, man decided to give that dominion, that authority to the devil, right? When man obeyed the devil, when man sinned, sinned, sin became his master. And in a master-slave relationship, the slave does no the slave no longer has any property of his own. The slave does not have any rights. Everything belongs to the master. So what man had, the dominion, the authority that God gave to him, he transferred over to the devil. And we see that also in the book of Luke, I believe the fourth chapter, when again we talk about the Lord Jesus there on the mountain of temptation, when the devil said, All these things will I give unto you. Because it was delivered unto me. All of this, all these, the kingdoms of the world and the power thereof. I'll give it to you, Jesus, the devil says, if you just fall down and worship me. How did the devil get it? He got it because of Adam and Eve. They released the rule, the dominion over to the devil. And now he possessed it. Now, of course, when Jesus died upon the cross, went to the lower parts of the earth and he rose with all power in his hand. All power in heaven and earth in his hand. Jesus has all the power. In other words, he stripped the devil of the power that the first Adam had. The Bible also calls Jesus the second, rather than that second Adam, but the last Adam. There will be no other. The Bible calls Jesus again the last Adam. And the last Adam did not fall to temptation like the first Adam did. The first Adam fell to temptation, lost the kingdom. But the last Adam did not fall to temptation and he regained the kingdom. Everything the devil had stolen from Adam or taken uh, from Adam, Jesus regained it and took it all back. Glory to the Lamb of God. 
And as you are in Christ, you have Christ's authority. Jesus gave you his name. Hallelujah. And he's called you to rule and reign in him. But all creation is groaning and waiting for the revealing of the sons of God, for the manifestation of the sons of God, for those who will walk in power and authority, for those who would take the authority that God has given unto them and begin to grow and mature. All creation is waiting for the manifestation or the revealing of the true children of God. Those who will walk in the power and the authority of Christ. Those who will take the reins, who will receive them from Christ Jesus and grow up into him. So God's not giving all this power and authority to people who will just throw it away. But no, he's giving it to them who will enforce his will, who will declare his will in the earth. Whoo, that was quite a bit tonight. But I enjoyed myself and I pray that you did, too. All right. Get ready for communion tonight. We're going to uh, commune with the Lord. So get your commun communion supplies ready and let's dine with the Lord Jesus. All right. Go ahead and get them. All right. I pray that you really enjoyed the word of God, the word of God tonight. And I pray that you were richly encouraged as we continue to grow and develop in Christ. You were called to rule. You were called to reign. Let's let that sink in. Let that sink in. You were never meant to be below the circumstance, but above the circumstance. Amen. So that deals with also your, your physical health. Rule and reign. Hallelujah. Bind the spirit of infirmity. Cast that out in Jesus' name. Rule and reign. You're going to tell yourself, I will exercise. Hallelujah. I will exercise. Body, you will exercise. No, we will not eat that ice cream today. Today, we will eat these vegetables. You take authority. You take dominion over your body. No, I know she cursed me out, but you know what? I will love her as Jesus said, love her, and I will forgive her. Got it? You take, you take authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Subjugate. Subjugate this body. Rule and reign over it. Amen. Glory to God. With the help of the Lord, you can do anything. And so we've gathered to have communion the same night in which the Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took bread and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This is the sign of the covenant that God has given to you and I. His body is his flesh. His flesh is his word. John, the book of John tells us, right? The beginning was the word of God and the word was made flesh that dwelt among us. We're dining upon his word. As we dine upon his flesh, we're dining upon his word. And the Lord said it is by his stripes that we were healed. So we receive healing. His body is strength to us. His word is strength to us. It is healing to all of our flesh. So let us say, Lord, we remember your sacrifice and what you've done for us with your body. We receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we eat all of it. Amen. All right, give me a moment. I have to open my little, open the juice part of this. All right, oh, there we go. That made it a lot better. Now, the Lord, the same, after the same manner, the Lord took the cup after supper, after they had supper. And he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. 
in my blood. Now, the Lord is not talking about cannibalism, nowhere in this. But his blood talks about his, his righteousness that he's given unto us. His blood washes away sins. The Bible declares that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. Jesus, through his sacrifice, he paid the price for us. He's innocent. The innocent became guilty so that the guilty, us, could be innocent before God. The Bible says we overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies and not loving our lives unto death. So we receive this blood. This blood is the New Testament. The New Testament is in the blood of Jesus. And in that New Testament, the Lord said, I will remember your sins no more. So Lord, we thank you. And we receive this because through your blood, you have forgiven us. Through your blood, you protect us. Through your blood, you've loosed us from every shackle and chain. And we thank you, Lord, that you are also our Passover lamb. And thank you, Lord, that as we partake of this, that your blood is applied to our lives. And we declare that destruction must pass over us. It must pass over our families. All that we are, all that we possess. We thank you, Lord, is covered by the rich blood of Jesus. We receive it now, Lord, and we declare, Lord, we remember what you did for us. In Jesus' name, we drink all of it. As often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, continue to talk about it. Continue to talk about what Jesus did for you through his sacrificial death and through his resurrection, how he has given you power and great authority, power to overcome in this life. Amen. Well, my friends, that's it for tonight. But before we go, let me pray with you. You have stuck with me, stuck with me through the entire Bible study tonight. Sometimes people pe peter off throughout the Bible study. They don't get all of it. But those of you that are still watching and listening right now, let me pray a special uh, blessing over your life. Can I do that? All right. Father, Lord, I bring to you your beloved right now that is listening and watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray that you give them a, a deep hunger and thirst for righteousness. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to them who they really are in you and reveal to them their purpose and assignment in the earth. Lord, I take authority over every demonic or every devil or any spirit that is hindering them or hurting them in any way. I command that thing to loose them and let them go in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I call the resurrection power of God alive on the inside of them. And Father, I pray that your beloved would be fully awake and fully alive. Father, I pray that you would give them wisdom and a fresh anointing and a fresh fire tonight. Lord, bless them in their finances, in the health of their bodies, the sanity of their minds. Bless them with quality relationships. Lord, we honor you and we bless your holy name tonight. Bless your beloved Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my friends, that's it for tonight. I look forward to being back with you on next Wednesday night. Yes. Now, don't forget, if you haven't heard parts one, two, three, four, five, or six, go back and hear them. I believe it's going to be a rich blessing to you. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up if you haven't already done that. And subscribe to the channel if you have not already done that, too. All right, those of you that are watching on Roku or those of you that are watching the replay later or those of you who are listening, listening by podcast, well, everybody, just go to the website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. 
There you can uh, also uh, hit the contact button and send us your prayer requests and let us know how we can be praying with you. We do really do need each other in times like these. And while you're on the website, if the Lord lays upon your heart to give into the ministry, then do so as well. You see the give button there. All right. Without, um, I think that's about it for tonight. But don't forget, we have more programming coming your way. More rich word of God coming your way. Um, we should have it, I believe, tomorrow night, uh, rather Thursday night, Friday night, and of course on Sunday morning and on Wednesday, some Wednesdays. You'll see uh, Sister Jill. She'll be here talking about mental health. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. So I pray that you tune in. All right, until next time, remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. All right, bye-bye. Thank you.